Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. <laughs> Talk Recorded live. Hello. Hello. I didn't know if we were still on I'm or not. Still <laughs> I'm still here. My mother's having technical difficulties, probably. Okay. One moment. Just give us one moment. I'm sorry. Okay. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that Tammy? Sean is having a problem getting on. I'm trying to wait for her. Oh, oh okay. okay. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. We finally got this, got it straight. Okay. Well, God bless each and every one of you. Tammy's going to try to get you on. Is that you, son, that I heard? Fred? Huh? She's asking, is that you, son, that I heard? Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> oh, I'm glad to hear you. Glad to hear you. Trustee Smith read a prayer that you missed. And I'm going to ask the trustee, could you read that again? Oh, okay. Lord God, I come before you with praises and thanksgiving that is due to your loving kindness that you have given to us. I thank you for giving me the spirit of wanting to learn how to speak to those who will listen about your goodness. 
said in your word, if God be for us, who can be against us? Mm-hmm. Well, to move forward on the path you've laid out today. Also, wisdom to identify those you've placed in my life to help me grow stronger in this walk. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you have done for me. Now I ask that you forgive me for all my sins, past, present, and future. Please bless each person on this call and their families. Amen. 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 She wrote that. And we just thank God for that. Thank you, Lord. Beautiful. Yes, she likes things like that. And we, we try to stir up the gifts. And each person has an individual gift. We thank God. When we're coming together, this nice, um, I've been out doing missionary work today. I went out visiting the sick, and I come back with, you know, so much refreshing in my spirit. It's a time when we go out to visit others, and and sometimes we lay, and I, I've been talking about my shoulders hurt, my arm hurt. And I went to a woman 30-something years old that couldn't move her limbs at all. Mm. God is showing us. He is really showing us. Tonight we're going to talk about, and this is part of what we're going to talk about, a double-minded man. Mm. A double-minded man, James 1.8. This double-minded man can bring about strongholds and, and, and Referring to lack of faith. In James 1 8, it talks about can anybody get that scripture? Somebody get James 1 8 and somebody get James 4 8. Praise God. We thank you, Lord, for the word tonight. Thank you, Lord. Let me know when you have James 1 8. James 1 8, a double minded man is unstable in all his ways. Amen. Did someone have 4 8? James 4 8, there I come. Yeah. Here they, they talking too much. Hi, John. <laughs> oh, they got me crying. Take your time, oh. What page? Wait about this lost. Oh, Take your time, short. You just got on that one. James, James four eight. Draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Amen. Amen. Purify your hands, a double-minded man. We get back to you for something else, John. Don't worry about it. An unstable person means that you have what? Two minds. Two minds. Or souls. Do you know that this double-minded is only used in the scripture by James? And it's only found in this James 1 and 4.8, the book of James. You found We find that Bible scholars say, it is believed to be a word that James personally said in speaking of someone. Like if Elder Fred is speaking to somebody and, and they're contrary to the word, I don't know if anybody has a word that you 
call people that come contrary to the word of God, and you might speak a word, uh, call them pheasant head or something. I'm just saying that. And that's where these people got this double-minded that James spoke it, and he wrote it in there. But it's not in the scriptures that Christ said it or any of the disciples. But James is talking about this double-minded man. So it must have been very agitating to him because he wrote it, and he just wrote it in this scripture. We thank God. That was James 1. James right of it as a doubting person. What do what, what is a doubting person? A person that just doesn't believe what you're saying. Don't believe what you're saying. Does everybody agree with that? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. It, 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 a, a doubting person doesn't believe nothing. It says, James says, it's like a wave of the sea. It blows and tosses by the wind. That's saying that we blow and we're tossed by the wind. What is the way that we can be tossed by the wind? Don't you know there's a scripture that says, don't be led by every doctrine? By every wind of doctrine, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So what does that mean, Elder? Well, there are various doctrines out there, and many of them sound good, but if you really investigate them, they are not scripturally sound. Right. So be a wind that could blow you around if you believe it. Come on. And speaking of blowing you around, it means you go from one thing to another. Have you ever seen a person like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. When your mind, in, in, in James 1, 6, it says a doubter. He talks about a doubter. James 1, 6. And he says a doubter is a double-minded person. And Matthew 6, 24, Matthew 6, 24, it says something about this. Does somebody have Matthew six twenty four? No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Come on now. Amen. Do you understand? When you're double-minded, you're serving two masters. You cannot hold sure. on to. Amen. Did somebody pray? Did you say something? You can't serve two. You only can serve one God. There's only one God. All right. That's sure. That's what I like to speak up. You can only serve one, one God. God. Because so, there's only one. One accord that when we try to serve both God and the world or Satan, are, or, are, are we double-minded? Yep. Are we 
Big time. <laughs> Come on, Fred. What did you say? I said big time. <laughs> big time. That's what I want to know. You know, most people don't even know that they're double-minded. Mm. It, and it makes you unstable. Unstable is a Greek word meaning unsteady. When you're unsteady, it speaks of you wavering. You wavering in every wind and doctoring. <laughs> wavering in every wind and doctoring. It's 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 what would you characterize a a person that's like that? Well, you have a person that's wearing a Muslim garb yet they sitting up in a Christian church. All right. Say that again, trustee. You have people that are in the garb for the Muslims, the head covering the whole bit, yet they're sitting up in a Christian church. That's now, right. Either you're going to believe in Allah or the Prophet Muhammad, or you're going to believe in Jesus. That's right. Elder Manor, I'd like to ask you a personal question. Are you there? Oh, yes, I'm here. I'm listening. <laughs> what should we do? What would you do? What should we do when we're in a, 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 a Christian church and here comes a person that comes more than once with their garm on? Do we just ignore them, or what should we do? No, I do don't we think we should. No, we should not ignore them. I think we should go up to them and ask them, if they have a personal relationship with the Lord, so you know where they're coming from. All right. All right. Do you all agree with that? Yes. Okay. Go up and ask them. Some people feel as though, have you ever heard the saying, uh, you just let them sit here, uh, uh, the word will draw them or drive them. How far should that go? The word should draw them to come in or mm-hmm. drive them out. Wouldn't you take a stand that you wouldn't want the word to drive them out? Right. To draw them in. Draw them in. That's right. Draw them in. What's a good way to draw them in? Even with the word, what would go along with that, that you can draw them in? What's the most thing that we as Christians should show? To do it. Love of Jesus. Mm-hmm. One at a time. What'd you say, Elder? Go ahead. The love of God. That's what I said. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Love. Love. The scripture says, and you could see this. The scripture says, love does what? Cover. Love can cover. A multitude of sins. We think that that scripture means that you just sin, and and if you love, it's going to be covered. It doesn't mean that. It means that just like you, we were talking about the Muslims sitting there. Instead of us hating them and saying they're not of our our, our kind, we love them. And if you love them in the right way that love will eventually, if they receive it, cover the sin of Allah mm-hmm. and bring them out. Love does cover 
a lie. You can love your enemy and make your enemy love you back. The love of God, that's the same love that hung on the cross. That's the same love that got up. That's the same love that said, let not your hearts be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. I go to prepare a place. Then he said, I'm going to do what? Leave you a comforter. Love went up, but love did not leave us. He left us a comforter. And, and, and we should not be unsteady, nervous, afraid to speak, afraid to say something. And sometimes most of us are. Them Jehovah Witnesses, the Muslims, you can't back them down unless you shut the door. Even when you come, I don't want your magazine. I don't want that. There's just some people you can't back down. And and the Word tells us what to do with that. Elder Fred, what should we do when we're against a person like Jehovah Witnesses that they are out there, they will stand on your step, and no matter what you tell them how much you love the Lord and you give them scriptures, they still stand there until you back away. So what do you say, Elder Fred? Well, a person, <clears throat> we, we, we've had Jehovah's Witnesses and come to the door and they want to talk about their religion. And you can tell them about the Lord and about salvation, but if they will not receive it, well, then you just have to tell them goodbye. All right. They have rejected the Lord. It's not that you reject them, but they reject you. They reject him. You know, Jesus said if they if they hate me, you know, if they just if they will not obey your word, then you know, they they don't obey me. If they hate me, they hate my father. So, you know, it all ties in together and you don't say, you know, get out of here, you miserable heathen puke you know, but if That's they right. will not hear the word then it's no longer you. It's not personal. It's the Lord that they are rejecting. They're rejecting his word. And then you just have to sign them off because they will not hear. They will not respond. They will not change. Beautiful. That's what I was looking for. Some people will not change. And that brings me back to the double-minded person is a restless person, a confused person. They're only in their own thoughts and actions. And their behavior always comes to a conflict. Elder Fred said, back away. The Bible says, shake the dust. Mm -hmm. That goes with that. But you got people that's always in conflict. They sit around and wait for the Jehovah's Witness to answer the door or ring the door. 
because they love. Have you ever known a person that loves to fuss and argue? These are the type of people that are double-minded, and double-minded people are what called restless people. They only think on their own behalf and with themselves. They cannot have peace. Double-minded people do not have peace. Why are they great of conflict? Because they spend most of the time wrestling with themselves. Think about it. You're neither hot nor cold. You're lukewarm. Some people live their lives. They come to church daily, but yes, they still are serving two masters. And sometimes we can see it. Sometimes we recognize these double-minded people. Hebrews 11, 1, 3 talks about faith. Do you know without faith you cannot please God? With a double mind, you can't have faith. God gave one illustration about faith, and he gave it to Peter. When he gave Peter the praise of the way Peter was talking and recognizing that he was the Messiah, he was the Lord. Peter, who do men say I am? They say that you are the Christ and you are the Christ. Let me show you what double-minded does. When Christ began to speak about what he had to do, go to the cross and go on the Calvary, the double mind that rose up that caused the stronghold in Peter when he told Christ, oh, you can't do that. Oh, no, 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 Master. Christ rebuked him. It's like us. The double mind comes up as a stronghold, not allowing us to have the faith we should. When we claim something, we claim it. I'll give you an example. I do believe <laughs> in divine healing. I do, I do, I do. But why? Do I have a pill for everything in the house? Why do I have Motrin? Because it don't work like Tylenol. Do you see what I'm saying to you? Either we are or we're not. It's nothing wrong if a person takes a pain pill. Sure, take it. But don't teach and preach that you don't believe in something, that you believe in something else, but yet you practice the something you don't believe. Do you understand that? If I believe in divine healing, if I get a little teeny headache, 
and I run to the medicine cabinet to get a pill, I became double-minded. <laughs> I really did. Why didn't I say headache in the name of Jesus? Do you get what I'm saying now? Mm-hmm. How we can, we can deeply believe in something, but the stronghold of Satan can fool you. When I say fool you, and he can't fool you unless you step on his territory. A lot of us don't realize it, that we step out of the realm of Christ. One way mainly that we step out the realm of Christ when he tells us, be careful who you labor with. Be careful. We need to be careful who we sit and read scripture with. Do you believe that? Yes, I do. Do you have a testimony? Uh, you have to know for yourself because scripture is up to interpretation, and some people, I'll give you an example. All right. Um. Some past I have heard a pastor in the pulpit when it's time for offering. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. The Lord just will bless you. He loves a cheerful giver. But the Lord wasn't talking about money. That's not what that scripture means. Come on now. You know, so they will do that, encourage you to go in your pocket to bring more money because you're going to hoop and holler and shout and jump up and down. And do somersaults and swear you're going to get a healing. But I can pray to my God. That's why Jesus came, so that we can pray to him. We don't have to go through this man putting his hand on me and healing me and telling me what he's going to do. And you know it ain't true. He's going to touch you on your forehead, Benny Hine, and you're going to fall out on the floor and you're healed. Come on now. Go to the hospital. Well, anybody else have something to add to that? A double-minded man. I agree with Trustee on the part that no one can make you stand in a line and give an offering. Right. Between you and God. That's right. It's between you and I. Right. That's right. No man, and it happens, and this is what God is talking about when he was talking about the lack of faith, something that trustees said. In Matthew 6, 24, a double-minded man is either of love, or of hate, meaning you're either of God or of the world. Trustee, the thing of it is the devil is an imposter. Now, there has been times when I don't know, have you ever felt it? 
I had something or anybody else, that someone could touch you. And the whole thing goes through your body. That's a, a divine connection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's a divine right. connection. Right. This goes back to what you're saying. We can't connect with everybody. That's right. That's where he tells you, be careful where you labor at. Be careful where you go to church at. You know, we just take for granted. I'm going where they got the biggest music with drums and stuff. But you need to let God and be send you a place where they don't even have any instruments. That's right. David said, I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. There's what in the house? There is the presence of the Lord is there. Praises go up. Worship go up. All this other stuff is double-minded. Music is all right. But even I, when you get to a place, where's the musician? He's late. Why would we hold up service for some musicians not there? You see, this is when I'm trying to show you how the enemy takes this double-minded worship and put it on a stronghold on you. Oh, my God, I'm not just me. I've done it, but I said the Lord had convicted me looking all out the window for the musician. Instead of opening up the service and, and going before the presence of the Lord, we allow the enemy to do certain things to us, and we do it. Sometimes Satan not even thinking about us. <laughs> so he's not. We we he hears his name and he, he say yes because we call on him so much. When we hit our, our toe, look what Satan did. When we laid for church, look what Satan did. You did it. You didn't get up, and when you got up, you watched the news. You ate your breakfast. Satan had nothing to do with that. If we can just change our conversation sometimes. Can you still hear me? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got so excited I knocked my phone over. <laughs> you talk about what we do. We can't serve two mouth masters. An unstable person. You will never have any peace. You will always live in and out of struggles and strongholds that can only be broken by letting one go. What is the one you're supposed to let go? Letting one go. Amen? Amen. Now, when it says letting one go, let's see who you're going to let go. Have you let one go? Are we single-minded this evening on the phone? Are we just in the presence of of God is our all sold out for Jesus. Let us see. Just ask the question. Do you ever 
compromise. Do you ever compromise something just to have peace? Just for peace of mind. Be quiet. Don't speak out. Take back to keep the enemy quiet. I just don't want to start no mess. Come on now. You know you said it. I'm going to leave him alone. Are we wrong? Well, it's, sometimes it's hard to tell. I'm trying to be content. You know, but it's like sometimes people throw stuff out just just to get you going, just to get the pot stirred, you know. And they they don't really want to hear the word of the Lord. They just want to watch you get fired up. Uh, I, I used to run into this at work from time to time. Is, you know, somebody say, boy, you'll go to hell for this, and you know, they'll rattle off something. Well, they didn't want to really talk about the Lord. They just wanted to see if they could get me to start preaching, you know, hellfire and brimstone and all that. And, I'm, you know, that's just one example. But sometimes it's hard to tell. And then sometimes you need to just say, this is where we stand with the Lord and let the chips fall where they may. But that's kind of leading the spirit, you know what I mean? Uh, um, you know, right. it's hard to say. It's yes, just, I agree. I that clarifies that like mud now. <laughs> well, we had a situation. We had a situation, and we prayed about it. We knew that we were going to be in the company of, well, they don't believe the way we believe. And our purpose, our purpose there was to bring the love of God. And sometimes, now we said now, if we were put on a spot and we would directly ask a question, we would speak the truth. We would not compromise or, um, you know, change our beliefs. And we prayed. And it, nothing came up surprisingly. There were two people particularly. Nothing really came up which really surprised us, but we were allowed to allow the, uh, the love of God to shine through us. And that spoke. That spoke clearly. So I think it really depends on the situation. It depends. All right. I would like to throw Job into this. When Job was sitting with all the boils and all the sores, and, 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 and he was just determined that he was going to wait until his change comes. His wife cursed God died. His friends. What have you done? But Job did one thing like Elder Fred, Elder Man, and Trustee say. It's just you don't you don't really know. You think some things might lead you. So Job did the best thing. He went straight to God. Mm-hmm. He went straight to God. I do that too. And I want you to understand what I mean, you go straight to God. Do you know that in Hebrews to say you can come boldly before the throne of grace? Yeah. And attain mercy. When Job said, that God, and you know, these boils and what I'm going through, the friends talking about me, my wife don't want me in the house, and 
Why did you do this? God didn't do anything to do but talk back. Were you there when I created you? Were you there? Were any of us there? We can't question God. We shouldn't question God. But when we have faith and our faith gets weak, that's when we go boldly and obtain mercy. A lot of times when our faith gets weak, we back away, and that allows a stronghold to grab us. We back away because the thoughts make you think, oh, I'm double-minded. I never thought that I would not want to serve God. I never thought I don't want to do this. But yes, you will continue. That's why he says he blesses us according to the measure of our faith. Some of us have faced the size of a mustard seed. And as it develops, he blesses you as your faith develops. Some of us get out there and we got a powerful faith. We got a faith like Peter when he said, come on out here and walk on this water. And Peter looked around. He didn't call nobody off that boat but Peter. Peter got his uh, uh, bishop shirt on. He got his apostle uh, cross, and he stepped out on the water. But his other side of his mind said, look down, Peter. And when Peter looked down, notice he began to sink. We got to have a faith. And we got what keeps our faith high and lifted up. When Isaiah went in, in the day the king died, and he went into the temple, what did Isaiah say? Did anybody remember? Woe unto me, I am undone, for I have seen the king. Hallelujah. You see, without faith, it's impossible to please God. What does faith do for us? If we keep our focus filled in the right place, it will be flowing in the living waters of the Holy Ghost. Keep your faith focused. Looking towards the hills from which coming cometh your help? Where does your help come? From heaven? Say it to me, Apostle Elder. Where does it Yes. It cometh from the Lord who made heaven and he made the earth. When we talk about Galatians 5, 16, and 17, it says to us, Galatians 5, 16, and 17. Anybody want to read it or I'll read it? I got Galatians 5, 16, 
and the 17. This I say, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. 17, for the flesh lusteth after and against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and they are contrary against one another. Where does the contrariness come? When we allow flesh to cover our souls. Listen to what I'm saying. When the Bible speaks of flesh, he always says, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. You're not fighting against flesh and blood, but the rulers of darkness. He speaks of the spiritual world. We down here have nothing but what he asked for. To keep us clean. The spirit that he left to keep us confident, which is the Holy Ghost and prayer. Prayer is the key to most things. Hallelujah. To keep flesh submitted so that ye cannot do. You see, when the in verse 17 it says, when you allow the flesh to come and try to overcome the spirit, verse 17 says, so that ye cannot do the thing that ye would. That's a powerful statement. God is saying that if you stay walking in the Spirit, let the Spirit lead you, there are things that you can do. The bottom of that says that things ye would do, saying that if you walk in the Spirit, Paul says, I die daily, killing flesh. Your flesh is the killer of your own soul. God says the things that you would do, you can't. Because of his salvation. Because of God's salvation that covers your soul, we never speak of that. The soul is wrapped up in God. It should be. Your soul should be wrapped up in his salvation. A lot of times we don't even know what salvation is. Do you believe that? <laughs> People never speak of salvation. And we're going to talk on this, it's not tonight. But your soul is more wrapped up in your flesh. 
That's why Paul said, I die daily. I die daily. There is a couple of scriptures we're going to say tonight. You know how they say, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. We know you can't find a scripture that says ashes, but in Genesis 3.19, it says, For thus thou art, and unto dust thou will return. That's Genesis three nineteen. Because out of dust you were taken. You might say, Where's she going with this? I'm going to let you know what your flesh is. And when Paul says, I die daily. Was he talking about that flesh? Or what was he talking about? Carnal mind, the carnal nature. That mind, that double not mind, the carnal. Thank you, Elder. That's what he was talking about. Do you know I used to think when Paul said that, and that's all right. I died daily. I thought when I had arthritis and my hands hurt and my knees hurt that that was part of my dying. Uh-uh, no way. God said when this earthly tabernacle shall dissolve, so I, I, get, I can't get on my knees and pray, oh, I'm dying daily. My knees hurt. Uh-uh. He already told me it was going to dissolve, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Praise God. Praise God. But we are going back to dust. He doesn't care about the body. He cares about the soul. That's right. Well, yes and no. (laughs) Talk about it. Well, it says, by his stripes we're healed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jesus, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be contrary here, Mother, you know, so... You know, don't, don't, mis- don't misunderstand me, please. Yeah, go ahead, I say, come on. All right. It, by his stripes were healed. He went, he went to the whipping post before he was crucified. Now, that whipping post, he bore all our diseases, all our infirmities, it says so, on himself. Well, when we get to heaven... We won't have a disease. We'll have a new body, and it it will not be. It'll be immortal, and it won't have, you know, arthritis and all this garbage that we get now. We get. so we we need healing now, and Jesus provided for our body. You know, even Paul says he said, "I pray that you may be preserved." spirit, soul, and body unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, if Jesus didn't care about our body, he wouldn't have paid for it. But, you know, of 
if, if you had to make a choice, definitely, you know, your spirit and soul wants to be preserved over your body. But we can have them all. Jesus paid for us to have it all. That's how good he is. That's a thought, but can we understand that when he says this earthly tabernacle will dissolve? I'm talking about in the spiritual realm. You got a new one not made by hands. That's where the scripture, when he says, from thus thy cometh and from thus I will return, not saying that quite naturally he cares for us and he will allow us to be healed. There is divine healing. But when we start looking on the preparation of leaving here, he's not concerned about your body. And as I move on, let me show you what I'm saying. I'm not saying he doesn't care about Fred's arm and Fred's leg. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying as we are getting ready, as we're getting ready, listen to when I said ashes to ashes in Genesis 3.19, Ezekiel 18.20 says that the soul that sinneth shall surely die. What I'm saying, the body is going back to the earth, but the soul is what he's coming back for. And the soul that sinneth will surely die. Psalm 6 5. In Psalm 6 5. Think about the soul when Jesus says, will surely die. David says, there is no remembrance of thee in the grave. So what I am saying, and I want now we can talk together before we close, is what I'm trying to bring to focus is that in all that we do, in all that we say, we got a day that we're going to give account, having a double mind, we're going to give account for it. Elder Fred was saying how the scripture says, and he was correct, but what I'm trying to bring forth tonight is what a double mind destroys. And having a double mind and not being aware of it can cost you the last scriptures that I gave you. The soul that sinneth will surely die. The word of God says you're neither hot or cold. You're lukewarm. Can you understand that? Mm-hmm. Amen. I Amen. want you to, you to speak. Don't shut down, Elder. The soul that sinneth is what I'm trying to say. 
shall surely die. And that the body will go back to the dust from where it came from. The body will go back to the dust from where it came from. But the soul is what God is really concerned about. Amen. 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 Does anybody have any final remarks? Amen. No one has anything else to say. Well, we thank God and let me share with you that we're living in a time when the scripture says that heaven and earth is going to pass away, but the word of God shall remain. Don't let, don't let no one confuse you, not even I. Get in your word, Second Timothy 2, 10. And what does it say? That is to show the self approved. And to God, a workman that needeth not be in ashamed. Right. Greatly right. dividing the word of God. Amen. We thank the Lord tonight. Any questions, please? Anybody have any questions? If you don't have, if you have something you understand, do not leave. Don't understand this line without asking, please. Amen. Amen. All right, you have a right to ask. You have a right to don't agree. You have that right. Okay? All right. We both all have the right to seek it. But the most important thing is to remember that a double-minded man is unstable in all its ways. Amen. Amen. And that the soul that sinneth shall die. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for what our ears have heard. Lord, we thank you for the visitation of the Spirit. Now, Lord, we ask that you allow them to take what they heard. And, Lord, if there's any disagreement among us, let us seek you to clarify it, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we're just going to thank you. And I pray that everybody on this line has been blessed in some kind of way, God. If they've been blessed not understanding, then, Lord, you help them to understand. If they've been blessed and were able to understand, Lord, help them to spread the word, God, that Jesus is coming. And he's coming for a church. 
without a spot or a wrinkle. God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. Good Beautiful. night, everybody. Love Beautiful. you much. Love you. Good we love you. God bless. God bless. Amen. God bless you, Mom. Beautiful. Amen. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.